All right, folks, welcome back. Taylor Catano here with the Healthcare Collective, a podcast where we are bringing you the experts in healthcare with all the updated evidence-based practice, things that can help you take your clinic, hospital, facility to the next level. And, man, got my guys here today. Tyler and Joseph, guys, thank y'all so much for being here. Thanks for having us. These guys with Fuse Media, and today, really what we wanted to touch base on is marketing. It is a stigma i think in the healthcare world uh and we always talk about you know when you were a kid how your parents were like don't get too much attention don't don't stand out you know like but today's world is all about if you're in business if you have a service offering getting out of obscurity and i know that there are so many things when it comes to marketing that people believe oh well, i think i'm doing it right I, I am i am i pushing this out what is a what is a you know like a boost post but today we're here to answer those questions so guys thank you all for coming on thank you appreciate you so uh we're in their studio in lafayette today so i want y'all to just introduce yourselves kind of uh you know where you got started what you do and and we can start from there sounds good uh, i'll go first go joseph tebow uh what we do overall started in healthcare probably about 10 years ago mm. plus years ago at yeah. this point almost <laughs> a decade or more yeah uh, working for oceans healthcare had the opportunity to be able to work really close with the development of the first uh, hospital and the venture capital that they went through there. And the, yeah. he owns multiple businesses. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and we, we just had up. an awesome lunch uh, talking about some of the things these guys are doing. But uh, but no, I, I got some yeah. good questions for you. All right, we'll get Thank it. You. So Tyler Abair, uh, again, with so, uh, Fuse Media. So Joe and I's uh, journey started, yeah, 10 plus years ago. And uh, it was serendipity. Uh, I just happened to be playing softball. We were in the outfield together. I, had, I was graduating okay. college, and, and he kind of brought me into the fold. Uh, that escalated from there. Um, he trained me on how to become a marketer. Eventually, uh, that led to us both working for the corporate office, and then we trained an entire uh, fleet of salespeople throughout the entire state of Louisiana. Uh, and so that model specifically was B2B. So how to have a, develop a relationship with a physician, a hospital, a nursing home, understanding their business and how to create value. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'd say fast forward a couple years, um, we sold, you know, Ocean sold uh, to Venture Capital for the second time. So it allowed me to get out on my own um, and sort of join the ranks with Joe instead of just freelance. And uh, now we're at a point where we want to take all of the experiences that we've accumulated over the years sure and tell those stories, right? There's a lot of heartfelt things that come up um, where, that we've been able to solve problems for, not just for, for medical practices, but for actual patients. Um, and so we'll kind of unpack some of those methods and we'll talk about uh, the digital age and how to create a name and a brand for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, and I'll just say whenever I met these guys, you know, it's so rare that you meet folks in the same industry, especially when you're in compliance. You know, we work in the regs, some, some very tedious things, but, you know, these guys have worked in that. But, you know, learning what you did in the production side, some of the commercials you're doing, some of the clients that you're working with, seeing how you've built those businesses and how important marketing played. I think, you know, for, for the folks out there that are uh, in healthcare, what what is marketing in healthcare right now? What does that look like? So overall, for marketing in healthcare, it's a digital world. Yeah. Um, whenever we first got started and started doing this, the biggest thing was opportunity and being innovative. And we seen, like this is before Facebook, right? Sure. Facebook and all these other digital platforms were coming in. And we got to a point to where, man, what if we could do that? 
Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, it was, oh, it's HIPAA and people's information. Yes. And it was all new because nobody knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you're not doing anything digital, then you're not reaching the people at this yeah. point. Uh, 70% or even more than 70% of people, when they go to look up a company, even in healthcare, they're looking on either their Facebook page or their website. Yep. And back in whenever it first started, or we first started, that wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. So at this point, if you're not telling your story online and you're not doing that, then you're only capturing what you can reach. And word of mouth is a great way to be able to get marketing opportunities, but it's not the best way to be able to grow a practice, a hospital, a clinic, whatever that may be that you're working in currently. Yeah, it's so funny. You remind me of a story. We actually, Caleb and I, had dinner uh, with somebody the other night, and they were talking about how back in their generation, the newspaper was everything. And they were like, you know, uh, back then you could have posted something even like I think a husband was mad at a, uh, a wife or no a wife was mad at a husband they posted in the newspaper everybody in town was freaking out and they're like that that was where everybody knew it and I mean it, it went everywhere today you know you got to think about where the eyeballs are so like you said is if you're stuck in the old style online is something that you know I, I believe is so important yeah. 30 times a day yeah. is the minimum that somebody grabs that phone clicks a social media app, and then either searches for something or starts to consume. Mm -hmm. So take that with the frequency that you see a billboard. I haven't had cable, I think, since 2010. We're in 20, that's 13 years ago. So we're either streaming Hulu, YouTube, uh, all my kids, I have an 18-year-old, 12-year-old, and a 9-year-old. They don't want anything to do with traditional TV. What's a commercial? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things to where, you know, when we work with new providers or folks just getting into healthcare, just starting their businesses, we, we focus on this thing about, like, look, you need to get out of obscurity. Like, there may be a certain amount of people that know about you, but they're not actively looking for you starting this new business or doing that. Um, so tell, tell me this. I know we get the question all the time. Uh, about like what what is thing what are things that I need to focus on like when I'm starting up is it a Facebook post is it a blog is a website really that important these days talk talk to us about that yeah Yeah. so for me uh, the way I think of it is you everybody needs a website in order to kind of declare ultimately who they are Mm -hmm. Uh, once you have that website then the SEO part comes in search engine optimization you have to and want to be ranked number one, whether that's uh, just your website or a combination of all your socials, that's what's ideal. Uh, People should know you before they even walk in your door. Who you are, what you're about, what problems do you solve. Uh, You know, we're no longer in a day in an age where people are avoiding their health. So if we can encourage them to participate in their own healthcare in an active way, in an educational way, uh, we can interact with them on the website. We can interact with them on social. Um, but you have to put yourself out there and become a leader. Otherwise, you are not a subject matter expert. Yeah. Uh, that term is vastly different. Used to be, if you're a physician, you are the ultimate authority in, in regards to knowledge. Now we live at a time where you could log on to ChatGPT and ask it a legit medical question and get a legitimate answer. Yeah. No, it's so true. And piggybacking a little bit on what Tyler's saying is that all physicians are not created equal. Yeah. And all markets are not created equal. Yeah. That's right. So knowing what you're targeting and who you're targeting is the most important thing when you're starting out. Like, what is my target market? Who is my audience? And then from there, what story do you want them to tell? 
yeah. what social media does more than anything and what we try to get our clients to understand is that it allows you to be able to do something like you've never done before you can create your own community yeah. inside of your practice or inside of your Facebook group or inside of your LinkedIn group. So now you only speak to the people who speak the same language as you. Yeah. So if I am a doctor and I do ortho, I can speak to people who need that at this point in time. Or I specialize in heart disease, then you can speak to those people who need that at this point in time. And then you surround yourself with those people and they come in to seek you out. So now I've created a group of people who are only looking for what I provide, mm -hmm. and then now I can speak to them consistently at all times. And that's never been done before. No. Ever. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, case in point was during COVID, you know, we, we've been trying to do education across the board, and we put things out, but it was so funny that during COVID, Facebook posts had some of the biggest impacts on statistics. Whereas you could say, did y'all see that meme that talked about flu vaccines? Everybody knew about it, yep. you know? But how powerful is that? But it was because it was in front of their eyeballs that they saw it. So like, you know, what you were saying is, you know, putting that out there, not not only just to get known, but to educate. I mean, yeah. establishing yourself as that authority where, you know, we're in the information, you know, generation right now to where I've got access, mm -hmm. but if I have someone to turn to when I have a question yeah. Yeah. Um, that I can trust, I mean, I feel like that's, that's one of the biggest things. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and as a new provider, you're building trust. They may know you from a connection, but you still gotta say, hey, look, you know, we're gonna answer your question, we're gonna get you the right care, we're gonna take care of your family. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Louisiana's rural, so yeah. um, t talk to me about that. I know a lot of folks think that they can't do the big production or anything like that, right. which, you know, today we're in a studio, this is beautiful, the, the, everything looks good. Um, talk to us about that. I mean, let me ask you, would you, would you say it's better to put content out uh, regularly or get perfect picture, perfect sound? What would you say on that end? You just got to get it out there. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, uh, everyone has access to a phone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I brought this up with my kids the other day. I said, I don't have any high school video of me doing playing sports. They would love to see it, but I'd have to go shake somebody down in high school, oh, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Fast forward, everybody and their mom has a cell phone. So you see, it's common practice to see practices doing TikTok dances and all the fun. And that's cute and that's fun and it'll get you a ton of likes. Yep. But the substance that comes after that is really what matters. It's, I do have compassion for you as a patient. Matter of fact, let me tell you a story about how compassionate I am based on this experience that I've had with this patient. What a beautiful sentiment. I would be 10 times more likely to bring my kid to that pediatrician or that pediatric doctor, or even my mom, right, who's in her you know, late 60s. So mom's not gonna be healthy forever. I have to understand that I'm gonna make decisions for her someday. Who out, who's out there that helps to take care of these problems? Oh yeah. So some content is better than no content at all times. Yeah. Uh, another thing I say, it doesn't matter how big your budget is in that sense, allocate something. Mm towards it and say, hey, this is dedicated for me to be able to tell my story. This is dedicated for my practice to be able to grow. Let people know what you're doing. If it's, yeah, I can't have all the flashy lights and cameras sure. and all that, but I still can have a smaller budget. I can still get my message across and it may be tailored to the people that you're looking for in your city, in your town or in your rural area. Yeah. yeah. So start somewhere. Absolutely. And I think invoking emotions, whenever I say Sarah McLaughlin in the eyes of an angel, everybody saw that. <laughs> everybody remembers that. Yeah. And it evoked that emotion. I yeah. think what I've seen in some of the biggest 
uh, healthcare organizations is they tell stories yeah. about real people. And yeah. whenever you see a real story, it evokes that emotion and that facility, you know, they're talking about what they did, what they felt, and they had a great experience. Mm -hmm. That yeah. being told immediately can go across hundreds, thousands, rather than that person going one by one, telling that story, it would take forever to get out there. So I think about economy of scale yeah. whenever, you know, how many people can see this, I mean, that's, that's where it's at. Um, so, okay, putting it out there is a big thing. But let's just say, let's say I'm advanced. I got, I'm doing some marketing, uh, I'm putting it out there. Um, whenever you get to like that next level where yeah. you're comfortable putting content out and you've got a regular schedule, yeah. what would you say the next most important thing is? Is it like visual quality? Is it about where you're doing? Like what, what is like the next most important thing? So it's targeting who sees it. Okay. You know, where do these people hang out online? So there are many different ways to deliver this. Okay. You, can, you can put it out on regular TV. In this day and age, it's just as cheap to use you know, your ads mm -hmm. with Hulu. Yeah. So you can have a call to action with a barcode scan uh, just for your small business. Not, I mean, you could do that during a Super Bowl ad sure. and it would be not a million bucks. Oh yeah. Like let's say five grand. Yo, would you okay. spend five grand to get your stuff on, on Hulu? course you would you know it's you're reaching different demographics in real time and you actually get real-time analytics yeah on the Facebook side you can actually be very surgical right it's almost like you got a little scalpel uh, I want 18 to 35 patients that are suffering with ADHD and this is what I treat and in addition to that I have a therapist that that's with me in this office that's just a hypothetical scenario you can drill you drill down yeah. yeah okay and you can be specific and say if you go to this website you can book an appointment today dang so, so you, like immediate call to action right there that they can they can go and be seen but if your calendar your availability calendar is not on your website I'm gonna go find someone who is yeah yeah and, and we always talk about how patients are not patient you know they're consumers nowadays that's right and and they're they're going out there looking for the best deal where you know before it was I want to go see my regular doctor now it's just like who's the quickest I'm gonna call them they're busy I'm going to the next yeah. one yeah. so I mean available that's I, I could see why that's such a big thing sure yeah next step is availability in that sense but also when you look at hey what do I want to target sure yeah. and where am I growing overall as a as a facility yeah. So when you start to say, hey, I have all the bells and whistles, what do I do? What data am I getting back? Mm. So I'm not sure what study it was, but it was something that I read that data would at one day in our age, right, hopefully I live to see it, will be more valuable than the dollar. Huh. Because I can do so much more to be more efficient and effective if I know, if I'm reaching people in this certain area, let's say for a hospital in instance, that I am running ads and I can see I am doing something in Scott. Yeah. Well, I can let my marketing team know, hey, we have a big presence in Scott. Let's go ahead and increase our hits, our frequency of we visiting people there because we know there's a need in that market. Mm. So that's the next step in that sense. You start to attract the data, utilize that data to be more efficient in your day-to-day -day operations, allowing you to create more revenue. Okay, yeah. so, I mean, but what I'm hearing in this is, like it's not blind sending stuff out there. It's actually tracking what's working. That's right. With yeah, and I mean I, I feel like that's so important for us because like for example in in our line of work is we're writing this antibiotic. Is the antibiotic effective? We're tracking to see if mm -hmm. it's effective. If it's not, we got to make a change. Same thing I feel like right here Correct. is like 
okay, say you go in this area and you get no pickup, why would you keep throwing it in that area? That's so, right. um, so really, you, you have to be intentional mm -hmm. about you know not just putting it out there when you get to that level, like looking at doing that. Yeah. Now, do you see like when y'all when y'all incur or, or take on clients, do y'all see that being as a main problem? Like they're not tracking anything or. The main problem is is confidence. confidence. Half the time, it's Dang. it's knowing my self worth, okay. thinking that I'm good enough to go and become a thought content leader on this particular subject. Uh, once you get them on camera, you know it's like they're a duck on water. Yeah. But until that happens, until they can see, and that, I think that's kind of the unique thing that we bring to the table is our discovery process, what makes you special and different in the market, and then giving you. I mean, in some cases, a 10-page document that would encompass up to about 12 months worth of planning. So you can see within 12 months, I have these types of clients. Okay. Let's, let's pick six. There's six types of clients, and I would like for them to, I would like to model for them the behavior that would allow for them to get the best outcome out of me. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So if I do that, and these folks do show up, now it's my time to shine, provide that care. But until I do that, I'll just have anybody and everyone showing up if I'm lucky. Oh, you know what the biggest deciding factor of who my doctor is? Are they in network with Blue Cross? Yeah. Are they in network with UHC? Oh. And the second that you're not, they're probably making a change. Yeah. Unless you created enough value in their life and they, care, and they know that you care about them. Yeah. Until then. You're yeah. just another insurance provider. Yeah, and I'm, I'm here to say, I think everybody struggles with imposter syndrome mm -hmm. at some point. Sure. I know you probably out there have said like, I'm not qualified to do this, or who am I to think that I can put this out there, or what are people gonna say about me? I mean, I, I think what we've realized is there's so many people in this world that need what you have to offer. Doesn't yeah. matter what industry you're in, somebody's going to need that. That's right. Um, but like you said, is if you can show them and I'm gonna bring COVID back up, it was the people who were most confident were the ones with a plan. Absolutely. You don't go into war without, a, you don't just send your soldiers out there. You gotta have a plan to do this. So yeah. no, I mean, that's spot on is, is to build that confidence knowing what the next step is. Yeah, yeah I, I see that big time. This is, this is what we consider talking head content, right? Yeah. So when you're talking head, you, you can divide that content, like big chunks of content, and then parcel it out on YouTube, parcel it out in shorts, Instagram. And this way you're kind of developing a small relationship and then they go find your big content. They're gonna be twice as more likely to go listen to your long format, format podcast because you put the effort to go meet them in a small way within seven, eight seconds. Ah, uh, gotcha. And it's provided through education. Mm -hmm. That's right. So once you find out that clinic, hey doc, where are you getting most of your patients from? I don't know. Why don't you know? Yeah. And this, just think about it and we look how, how fast even our sports have changed. Why do you think the athletes are getting stronger, faster, smarter? It's because of the information that they have from the previous ones before what they're currently doing. Yeah. Why should healthcare be any different? So as a doctor, you should be, know where you're getting your patients from. You should know what's your highest payer source when I'm talking about what are you treating? And a lot of physicians don't know that. A lot yeah. of hospitals still don't know that unless they have the bigger budgets. Yeah. But it's something you can utilize to compete with those bigger players or even larger markets because now you're being more strategic in your plan and what you're doing to be able to accomplish your overall goals. 
So education of the staff, but also education if there is a marketing department mm -hmm. and then training them consistently allows that imposter syndrome to be kind of make you feel at ease about it because I have something that proves where I'm going and what I'm doing is needed. Yeah, and I think, you know, the old school boots and boots on the ground deal, I mean, you've got to have a balance. Yeah. We were talking about it at lunch how, you know, let's just say you have no digital strategy. You pull one of those people off the ground and you really focus on getting your presence mm -hmm. to where those folks are. I think, you know, um, if you're staying in the past, you're going you're gonna to miss out. And if you're resistant to change, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've seen it with some of our clients that are just like, I ain't worried about that. I'm not going to do that. Even with whenever uh, provider order entry came out, they were like, I ain't going to do it. Now they're getting 5%, 4%, whatever it is, taken off their bill. Yeah. And it's just because they didn't want to change. Right. I feel like, you know, I feel like even recruiting these days, yeah. mm. not only putting your service, recruiting, education, all of that stuff, you've got to put the effort in to be where people are. Yes. With COVID and the way things happen since you mentioned recruiting, yeah. if you're not telling people where they're coming to work, why are they coming to work there? Yeah. People right. are really looking for what stories these bigger or even all companies are saying about how it is to work at their hospital yeah. or at their facility and it's like okay I want to go work there you know why because I seen Tyler in this video and he told me how great it was and why he it felt it was important to him we resonate in the same way so yeah. if you're not telling those stories especially how hard it is to be able to hire people in this climate then I feel sorry for you in this sense. You'll continue to struggle. Like you said, you stay in the past. Yeah, mm. and, and you know, uh, newsflash, pizza parties and signs in the front of your facility are not working. I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna just play, straight up say it. Um, yeah. Whenever it comes to uh, our gen or the new generation coming out, I talk to a lot of new nurses. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is they're looking at what's, what's in it for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's where we are. Mm -hmm. How do you compete in that? Is you show them the value yes. yeah. you know how do you do that best through examples through testimonials through mm -hmm. new programs I mean everybody wants to be a part of a winning team yeah. right. and if you can show them that you're winning most most of the time you can pull them into the team then show them their path That's right. um, so I, I just I think it's such a missed opportunity for recruiting um, just showcasing what you have yeah. and let I'll talk about this, and, and, and I think it's a big piece, but what's y'all's thoughts on, um, you know, it, I call it bragging. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people out there that are doing some good stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, and they're not letting anybody know about that. Right. Do y'all feel like that is just a missed opportunity? I can tell you this. Um, if you don't tell people what's special about you, yep. I mean, think about this, right? You go on a date. You know, I've been dating my, I've been, I go on dates with my wife all the time, and it's a different dynamic than the first one, right? Yep. The first one, I want to know everything about her. Yep. Then I'm going to fully, ex, you know, expand on who I am. But unless I do that, I'm not getting to the third day. Oh, yeah. We all know what happens on the third day, the good <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> and we can't get to the good stuff yep. without being curious about people and without fully being vulnerable and transparent. Um, the thing that I've learned that these relationships are very much like a loving marriage, a loving relationship. Mm -hmm. It's attitude and effort. Yeah. So if I'm not going to put the effort to fully tell you what it is that I have to offer, I'm selling myself short and I'm doing you a disservice in the same way. Yeah. I and believe I, you. Kay, what was, what was the book you told me about, that we're reading? It's uh, Unreasonable, Hospitality. Unreasonable Hospitality. And they, yes. they talk about how so bizarre it is in today's world. Like, let's just say... 
uh, you know my wife. My wife went to a store the other day. I forget. I think she was picking some stuff up, and she was like, uh, so, oh, somebody held the door for me today. And I was like, in my mind, it's like that's what you do that's as a gentleman. Normal. But to her, it made such an impact. And I think that uh, people aren't desensitized to just going the extra mile. I think you know, the, the more hospitable, the better relationship you can build, the more personal you can get. Yeah. I think that goes a long way when That's it right. comes to building those, you know, uh, what do they call them? Uh, Wayne Mullen calls them, not followers, but just disciples. Yeah, those people sure. who are just talking about your organization, so thankful for your organization, preaching you on the highest mount about what you're doing so great. And at that point, you got social working, you got that working, shoot, man. It's, it's hard to miss. That was the success of the company that we worked for prior. Yeah. The customer service and the approach that we had to making people feel that we were an extension of them and we were there to serve them regardless of what the situation was, yeah. that's what made the company special. Yeah. It's just people think that you can't do that online, but you can. Yeah. And it's telling the right stories and letting people know that I care about you, I care about your family, come work here and this is why. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Gary V tells this story. I told it the other day when we were at dinner. It's uh, right when he was starting his company. It, he's he's working this you know online wine bar. That people are ordering. Had a guy that came in and he ordered like you know three grand worth of really nice wine, really nice champagne. And Gary's he calls his assistant. He's like, hey, look, uh, do some research on this guy. Let's get him something nice. So they found out he was a huge. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, trying to remember the guy used to be quarterback for the Broncos John Elway uh, 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 Jay Cutler okay. Jay Cutler oh, okay. gotcha. Jay Cutler so what they did they bought a Jay Cutler helmet signed sent it to this guy and he's wow. like oh this is about to be huge month goes by nothing he's like yeah okay you got the you got the postage right uh -huh. like, did you send it to the right guy it's like okay goes by another two weeks go by he's like there's no way I could have sent this to a guy and he just totally nothing. ignores it uh -huh. Two months goes by, and he's just like, I've just given up hope on humanity. <laughs> that day, he gets an order for just, it was the most random stuff. It was like $5,000 worth of champagne, $3,000 worth of this. And I'm probably exaggerating on the story, but in the note, it said, hey, my buddy told me about what you did. I'm a huge Eagles fan. <laughs> so, so I've like, heard that. That's just, awesome. Just right there is like every time that you do this, don't don't expect immediate result. You never yeah. know when it may hit, Correct. but every little piece of customer service, every little piece of marketing, I feel like has a compounding effect. And yeah. I'll tell you this: how many times in a hospital setting does a patient outcome dictate the way policy is written? Yep. Almost a hundred percent of the time, yep. this incident happened. We made this adjustment. The patient may never know it, right? But it's important for, for all, I think, all of us in healthcare to say, hey, patients, guess what? People do care about you. There should, there's policies that have been written that should probably be named after you oh, because yeah. we, we do care about people and we're held accountable to that. Oh, yeah. So why wouldn't we share that? You don't have to be specific about the name, mm -hmm. but tell your stories. They're love stories. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Mm -hmm. It is the truth. So, okay, guys, I know, um, you know, we talked about a lot today. I yeah. feel like, you know, whenever you're getting starting, getting confidence, just putting stuff out there. When you take, take it to the next level, really tracking data, mm -hmm. that's, that's really important. Uh, and then, you know, when you're moving up, really moving the needle on customer service, doing the extra, taking, taking that extra step to make sure. And like you said, is, is talking about the changes you're making based off of what you're doing. Right. Um, so, you know, with with clients and with folks who are listening to this 
How do they get started on something like that? Talk about like what your firm does for those kind of folks. Yeah. So we initially go in and kind of do a discovery process. Sure. And we just want to see what you're doing. Okay. It's not. We want to be tailored to the to the business that we're working with in the sense that we just not go come in and throw all these policies and what you should be doing onto. We want to see what are you doing well, and what opportunities to be innovative that we can provide for you. Gotcha. From there, then we start to try to get your staff, depending on what you want to buy into mm -hmm. this digital model. There's so many more people you can reach and still provide that customer service and extra uh, line or extra service line, mm -hmm. what I like to say, by just doing emails too. Oh yeah. Right, so you can provide thank yous via email, you can provide uh, anniversary dates, all type of different things that we've seen once we get started in a facility. So once we do that, we kind of acclimate the culture. Yeah. Like this is a new culture. Some facilities allow you to use your phone, some of them don't. After we get into that realm, we start to say, okay, where do you guys wanna go? Who's mm -hmm. your target market? Gotcha. Who's your audience? And we help to cultivate and build that audience. If we're doing just video for that person, then great, we start to tell that story. We start to find the key people in the organization. And a key person in the organization, believe it or not, could be the person who's changing out the trash cans. True. Because they'll have the best stories of what's happening or seeing everything because they're looking at the facility on all levels. Oh yeah. So finding out who can tell the story or who what patients may be willing to talk about it is another good thing. So the interview process. Yeah. From there, putting in processes that we can track data, track information. If we're training staff and actually going into more of a, di a deep dive into a facility, yeah. then we want to make sure that we're doing that to be able to increase revenue. So that strategic plan is the next step for all of this to happen. And then we follow those pillars all the way through as we continue our relationship with the clients. Gotcha. And yeah. I, I feel like what you're saying is it could be big or small. I it mean, it doesn't matter if it's a huge organization or if it's just a small clinic. So like there's there's no like one size fits all. It's, it's all, it could be as big or as small. I mean, anything's possible in that end. Yeah. That's cool. Let me know your, you know, we're gonna uncover your identity. Yep. We're gonna take, we're gonna forge a plan to make that identity come alive. And then, yeah, we want to, marketing is testing. Mm -hmm. We want to see what, what your audience has to say and then give them more of that and take away the stuff that they could do without. Yep. If we just continuously, consistently do this, unpack this process, life is good, your patients get what they want, and your organization is going to thrive, and you can grow. Gotcha. So look, I mean, it's if you single provider, you can do this. If you are just starting a clinic, you can do this. If you have been on Facebook, on social media, and you're putting out video, you can do this. If you know, you're know you a large hospital system and you're looking for another option, there's always other options you can do this. Um, tell, okay, where can people find y'all? Yeah. So you can find us on our website, okay. which is, and we can put a link maybe to the Yeah, that'd be perfect. That. But you can also uh, email us, okay. which we can provide our email information. Excellent. Um, or even on social media. Yeah. So we can provide all those links for people to be able to find us. Uh, if you need a consultation, if you want to do a discovery, if you just want to see, hey, am I doing this the right way? Feel free to reach out to us. People reach out to us all the time just yep. to be able to ask questions. No, perfect. Yep. Tyler Aber on LinkedIn. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. And look, I know we're going to be doing some work with these guys. I look forward to working with y'all in the future. But uh, again, I mean, marketing is such a crucial piece. Get with an expert. These guys are experts. We appreciate y'all's time sharing everything. Thank you. Um, thank no, you. thank y'all so much. But um, again, Taylor Catano, the Healthcare Collective, where every 
month, week, day, I don't know, whatever it may be, we're bringing you the industry experts that are telling you the tips, tricks, and the things to take your organization to the next level. So until then, we'll see you. Thank you all. Thank you.